Welcome to Mid-Range Podcast. I'm your host, KP. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the Los Angeles Lakers and their free agency options going forward. Now that they have a $32 million budget after trading away three of their players to the Washington Wizards and Anthony Davis... Not taking his $4 million trade kicker from the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, a lot of people are saying that they should go after a max player. Try to get Kyrie. They should try to go after Jimmy Butler. Should try to go after Kawhi Leonard. And even Kevin Durant may be a possibility. Who knows? It's it is what it is. But they go after these top tier free agents the guys that are going to demand a max or deserving of a max contract they're going to lose out on solidifying their bench and not being able to compete while they go forward into a playoff push and later on in the regular season now a lot of people are concerned about a lebron james's health as well as ad's health because you know Despite the fact that AD was forced not to play last year because uh, the Pelicans didn't want to injure or risk injury to him and further diminish any trade offers that were going to be available in the upcoming offseason, which at the time seemed like they gave up. Uh, fans itself kind of turned on him and he had to depart, but like. They got a fair deal going forward. They got a young team, and they built uh, a nice little core around uh, Zion Williams, their number one draft pick. But the Lakers are going to need some shooting. They're going to need somebody to stretch the floor, allow LeBron James to create on the low post, open up lanes for driving to the hole itself, and allowing him to fully be LeBron James while he's on the Los Angeles Lakers. And giving room for AD to manipulate the interior and exterior. Because he can still shoot from the outside. He's a a great defender as well too. Protects the rim. Um, so it's going to be all about what they do with that $32 million. They have the choices of Seth Curry. Terrence Ross. You know, shooters. Even uh, Danny Green is an option as well too. They could add either one of those three individuals, two out of the three, if possible. I would try to get D'Angelo Russell. But here's here's a kicker that uh, people don't realize. You still have Rondo and Ricky Rubio may be available. But what is LeBron's position going to be? Is he going to be the facilitator on that court? Is he going to be playing that point forward position where he is... Uh, running the offense, uh, making sure people are in the right positions. And if that's the case, you're going to need somebody to score the basketball beyond the arc. Like I said, it would open up the the lanes, driving lanes. It would open up a lot of the interior to keep the defenses very honest. So Ricky Rubio might be an option, but if LeBron is running the, the point, you're going to need somebody to that he can draw and kick to. And Rubio's not one of those guaranteed 
long range assassins that they're going to need to uh, place on that roster. So he may be a better option on the second unit. If you go after him, you can bring in, I would try to Malcolm Brogdon, a great defender, a guy who can shoot beyond the arc, hit his free throws. And from the floor, he's one of those Steph Curry type numbers, not that Steph Curry type of player, but a guy who with the least amount of touches can still produce that high amount of number from the floor where he is a key, a key free agent this offseason. And the fact that he also plays defense as well, too. And you're going to need in the Western Conference people that can actually play defense and hold people accountable on other teams. You know, make them make them work for the hoops. You don't want anyone that's going to be on that team allowing guys to just, you know, exchanging points for points. You need somebody to stop somebody. So Mal- Mal- Malcolm Brogdon would be a, a one guy I'd go after. Bo- Boyan Bujanovic is also a, a good power forward who will come cheap, but his production value is a lot more than his than his worth that you're going to be paying for. And he's a guy that can, you know, on the second unit with Brogdon, with uh, a Rubio or um, Rondo could actually give you a, a secondary team to score. If you add Julius Randle to that mix as well too, you know, that's another option you can go after. Julius Randle is a great, great player that can rebound, shoot the ball from three, uh, around that rim, foul line and down, he is guaranteed going to take whoever's guarding him off that dribble and put him on their heels and make him backpedal and play some defense. So he's also a guy that I would look to go after as well, too. I would say Thaddeus Young. If you're looking for a power forward slash center who can rebound and... Uh, protect the pain as well too um Harrison Barnes might be an option but you know he turned down that Sacramento money and I don't blame him for that because Sacramento's going through some uh shady dealings with one of their owners embezzling money but that's a different conversation um Patrick Beverly but he's asking for I think it's uh, three years, $40 million, so roughly averages around to $13 million a season. That might be too pricey for a guy who, you know, on average gives you seven, point, seven to eight points a game. He shoots 40% from the floor. Three-point line, roughly around 40% as well, too. Uh, five rebounds per game. If you compare that to uh, Darren Collison, who will give you 11 points he shoots 46 from the field, uh, 40 from the three points. So they're similar on that. Uh, his assist, he'll, he'll drop you six coming off that bench. So that could be a guy you could fill in for cheap. Nothing that would break the bank if you're looking for a point guard for that second unit. You know, there's a lot of talk about D'Angelo Russell coming back and seeing where Kyrie lands. So what are the options going forward? Is he worthy of not a max contract, but 
he could be in that tier of, you know, 20 million a, a year type player just because of the performance he gave in Brooklyn and what he brought to that team because that playoff push, what he was doing was uh, quite impressive for what the Lakers shipped him out for after, well, we know about Snapchat and the good things that it can do and can't do for you. So, there's a, Paul Millsap, he's got a team option of 30.5, but I could see Denver opting out of that, which they're probably doing a press conference Saturday to let us know that, you know, he's free to roam. And if you get him for cheap, you pick him up because I, I don't see anyone offering him that amount of money going forward. You could, you could try to pursue him. DeAndre Jordan might be a, a good asset to pick up. You're looking for a rim protector, a guy who doesn't need the ball. A guy, if he plays on the starting lineup or comes off the bench in the second unit, is still going to be an impactful player for you. I know uh, JaVale McGee may be an option, but if I had to choose between JaVale and DeAndre Jordan, now that his free throws have greatly improved before he was hitting the side of the backboard, now he's actually hitting the rim, the actual target at the free throw line and making some buckets. So he's, he had a great season that he split with the Dallas Mavericks and the New York Knicks. That would be a center. I would try to pursue if I was LA, in my opinion, like always, this is all my opinion. Um, Marcus Morse, a good defender, a good, solid guy that will give you about, you know, 20, 20 minutes per game coming off that bench and, uh, and allow him, he can guard the perimeter as well too. He's, you need some defense in the, in the West. You're going to need some defense. If you didn't learn anything from the Raptors winning an NBA final this year, it was they were a defensive team. And a lot of things that they did do was, you know, if you look at the way they stopped Milwaukee by walling up, a lot of people were complaining about that box and one scheme and the triangle and two on Clay and Steph. But basketball is like chess. If you, you have to think ahead and you have to do stuff that is unexpected because you you got to keep your, your opponent on, on their toes. You can't just lay back and say, hey, these are the rules. Let's not do what we should be doing to take the two main dudes out of the out of their offense and allow the other ones to dictate score and and facilitate which is not in their dna so kudos to nick nurse for thinking outside the box so like i said danny green terrence ross seth curry great shooters you could pick up malcolm malcolm brogdon is also one of the guys I would pursue heavily. Uh, he's going to be a low-key individual. Doesn't really need the ball. Can play defense. Shoot well. Do what's needed for LA going forward. But it, it all depends on that point guard position. Are they looking for a third person to play within the offense? 
that is LA. Uh, they're looking for a person to allow LeBron to run the point and be able to shoot the ball, spot up shooter, but at the same time, they can kind of intertwine and change. So D'Angelo Russell could be that option for the Los Angeles Lakers. He could play the two and the one. Him and LeBron could switch off that. If you pick up Green or Terrence Ross, somebody who can knock down shots and not afraid to shoot. Uh, Danny Green, if he is available, I would pursue him. Due to the experience, if you're if you're picking up a guy coming off the bench, you're looking for fresh legs to give you some minutes and you know kind of run up and down with those starters. Terrence Ross had a a great season coming off the bench for the Orlando Magic last year. So if he can replicate that in LA, then you know that that would also be a good choice for them to going forward. Tobias Harris, no one's really talking about. If you can get him in that second tier of free agencies to come there, and if you get Jimmy Butler, you know, but Jimmy Butler is looking for a max deal in that Houston saga that may uh, or may not play out. And I don't know what is going on over there, but I would try Tobias Harris, see what his price range is, what he's gauging at, because. You know, he, he did leave the Clippers. The Clippers didn't want to offer him a max because they were saving room for Kawhi and and KD, hoping that they would come there. You know, think things have changed. The Raptors have won a championship with Kawhi. Uh, you got a lot of teams pursuing him heavily. Even the Philadelphia 76ers are in that mix. But I see Jimmy Butler staying in Philadelphia because it just makes more sense going forward um but i could be wrong and you know he could want to go over there and play in houston and spectate in the corner and hopefully get a shot when no shots available but tobias harris would be also a good fit if you can get him for that little in between the the second and third price range give yourself give yourself some flexibility to pick up other guys now darren collison is also another option for a point guard coming off the bench. So there's a lot of good free agents still on the board. Uh, I don't know about Lopez, Brooke Lopez. I understand he's he's good at stretching the floor. He's a seven footer that you know can shoot, but um, you'd want you need a rim protector. You need somebody like a Tyson Chandler, but younger somebody that can actually play minutes Tyson Chandler did what he needed to do whenever he was with the team he was a guy in the middle he was anybody driving to that hoop was a trying to pass or go up and and over him for a poster and not many people did succeed in that so you need somebody to pack your paint and make sure that's protected and that way you can flush out play defense and stay honest on who you got because you know behind you you got somebody that can actually support you but not rely on that rim protector to be your primary help you got to man up and play defense so the options are vast for the Los Angeles Lakers if they don't pursue a max player 
they shouldn't pursue a max player based on the fact that they need a team around AD and LeBron. And a lot of people are saying go with Kawhi. And this is this is what I this is what I Kawhi may more than likely stay in Toronto. And people are saying Clippers are his second second option. But if you're looking longevity and you're looking future, and a lot of guys are getting contracts that are free agents now that are kind of going into their mid-final dance to the end of the career. So as a player, I would love to be paired with Anthony Davis going forward. So that would be a selling point to anybody trying to come to LA. LeBron has, he's turning 35. Uh, you know, he's, I, I'm not even going to even say anything about father time or any of that stuff because, you know, he is who he is and he does what he does because he takes care of himself. So, um, but if you're looking to play for a future, being paired with Anthony Davis in LA, the second largest market in the league is not a bad option going forward. You can stay with the teams you are and pursue a championship. But what's after that if that championship doesn't happen? What are you what's your next option? Are you looking to want a two-year deal, which most people may sign a one with that second year being a player option? And then after that, look for your free agency mark, or are you looking to lock in long term with AD, which is and LeBron. And after LeBron is retired, you have yourself paired with AD going forward. And that's not a bad that's not a bad duo. So a lot of players that want to come to LA will probably need to assess that before anything else. So it still puts them on the market for a max player. They could pick up a Kyrie. They could pick up a Jimmy Butler. They could pick up a Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kevin Durant could be a possibility as well, too. But they need to have a team around those two individuals that they have now in L.A. with LeBron and A.D., People are talking about Melo coming back, taking that player minimum. He could give you 15 off the bench if the case. He's still a bona fide scorer. And hopefully him and that whole Houston debacle, him coming to a team trying to end his career the way it's supposed to be. And, you know, he was the third overall pick. People, A lot of people like to forget of his body of work because he went for the money as opposed to going for the championship. So now that you got the now that you went after the money and you realize that nothing has come out of that process besides your pocket's gotten fatter, but your accomplishments have not been what you thought they were going to be because you've been surrounded by, you know, good players, but not great players for the sake of you absorbing all the all the money and movement. So it should be interesting what the Lakers do. If they do pursue a, a max a max free agent and use that 32 kind of to get somebody that could play with AD and LeBron, you know, kudos to them and fill it out with, you know, some... Fill out those roster spots with the minimum. It could work. But if they build a team around those two, 
get a mid-tier to the third-tier free agents that I mentioned, they could actually uh, make a lot of noise, not only this upcoming season, but the following upcoming season. The lights are bright in L.A., putting another banner up there after, you know, they've been on hiatus for over a decade. They need something to go go crazy about over there. If you can bring a championship to that organization with those two guys and have a future going forward, it's not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal at all. So that's just my take on the Los Angeles Lakers, their free agency options going forward. Once again, thank you for listening to the Mid-Range Podcast. I'm your host, KP. I'll see you next time. Enjoy. Enjoy.